Or we could just say welcome back to Unmuted. I'm Sam. And I'm Destiny. We are so grateful for the love and the support that you have given us thus far. Yeah, so we released our preview this past uh, week, this past Tuesday. It is April 9th. I mean, dang, <laughs> it's May. Right. May 9th, I believe it is. So thank you so much. Oh, no, today's May 8th. It's the 8th? Yeah, because today's my grandfather's birthday. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just so off. Today is May 8th, guys. And we did release our preview on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we have gotten... Um, We've gotten a good amount of downloads. I mean, it's only a two-minute two minute episode. Right. So... Thank you so much for your support, and we hope that going forward, we can engage with you all in a meaningful way, and you continue to download and support and share and subscribe and whatever else. I mean, we were even talking about doing a a giveaway in the future as well. (laughs) So So there's so many stuff. There's so many ideas um, we have going into this podcast. So let's see what really bears fruit or what comes to fruition. You know, we'll see. But, you know, we are we're excited um, and really grateful for the support. So thank you. Don't forget to continue to subscribe and download. I didn't know how important it is to really download. I thought that subscription was the thing. So forgive me for not being so into this um, world of podcast or (laughs) social media. (laughs) You know, I feel like a grandma right now, but don't forget to download. Yeah, and share. And share. share because yes. you know how all these algorithms and stuff work but there is no algorithm between you sharing with a friend yes because <laughs> you might never know who um will be encouraged by our podcast or say for instance or relate maybe, to something or relate say. to something mm-hmm. that we're saying um on a given week so you may not easily relate to a topic that we have um that we have to share but maybe your friend you know will be it will be relatable to them. So don't forget to download and share. Yeah. Share, share, share. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. We wanted to start off this week with something a little different. Uh, when I was leading Bible studies in other various, various spiritual groups, we would start off with a, an exercise called Good, Bad, and God to talk about each of our weeks. Uh, so we're going to start off with that to talk or to open up a little bit about how our weeks have been. And also, if you hear birds chirping or the wind blowing or cars passing, we decided to change it up and do this episode outside. So maybe it'll be something that we continue doing in the future because it actually is pretty nice right now, especially here in the shade where we are. So just let us know if there's... Also, let us know if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, if there's any questions you have about us personally or questions you have about spirituality or religion or God or Jesus, Bible, whatever questions, anything, anything. Anything. like really anything. We're open to talking about anything. You know, that's why we call it unmuted, because. So many stuff that we probably bottle up and keep inside. We want this space to be that space where we are open, vulnerable, where, you know, 
it's not just being relatable, but being real. And and I just believe in keeping that authenticity um, about ourselves. And I hope that is translated over um, to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, if you do have questions or want to want to, I don't know, just send us a message. You can email us at unmute destiny and sam at gmail.com and spell my name right or it won't go to the correct place (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll have it down in the show notes or either you could you could um dm either of us mine is i am your at i am your destiny i'm most on instagram i do have a twitter i'm not very active on it but i will see your message if you send me one there Yes, and I. What's my Instagram handle? Sammy. I don't even know it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Let me see because I always just sign up with my Facebook or with my Gmail account um, with these stuff. So I'm just used to just using my email. But I'll tell you. It is Sammy Grace and Favor. Okay, so, so how it is S A M M Y Grace with and just the letter N Favor. F A V O R. Yeah. So again, we'll have it down in the show notes and like anything we talk about. So with that said, let's jump right into it. Sam, what was good about your week? So my week this week, well, you know, we have been sharing um, that we're doing this podcast and, you know, putting ourselves out there. I shared it with my um, boss this week around Wednesday. Yes, I shared it with him on Wednesday and he totally put my thing on a whole blast. So all the employees got an alert um, mm-hmm. with a link to my to our podcast. And I was really taken aback by it because it was totally unexpected. I didn't ask him. I was just sharing with him because sometimes he and I, we do talk about podcasts and stuff. So I shared with, with him, by the way, and in like no time... I'm seeing alert pop up on my phone with him sending out the link. So I thought that was good. Um, you know, knowing that you're getting support from from your boss, it, it's it's a good feeling, you know. So I thought that was good. That was, yeah, that was a good part of my week, I believe. Yes, you know, I do get it that we are sharing, we shared with, with persons on our different Instagram, um, our different Instagram page, and with you know different groups that we have, but I, I was just taken aback by the gesture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was good for me. I think. Mm-hmm. What was good for you? For me, I mean. It's along the same lines. I'm glad that we are finally putting the podcast out there and 
allowing you guys to hear it. I mean, it's a different thing. You know, I, I put out I've put out music and stuff before, but I don't really talk in any of my videos or anything else that I put out before. And it just it, that kind of reminds me when I was in college what this girl said to me well, she's my friend now but we I never used to talk in class and so we had this class together and at the school that I went to it, it was an honors college so we in the month of January we we, we did our own independent pro, independent project so for my project um I started something with the teacher of that class that we had together and students could join so she joined and she was like when I saw that you were putting together a group for the project she said oh my goodness I finally get to hear her voice <laughs> and this is after a whole semester <laughs> wow. of being of being in a in a class with her but if you're listening you know who you are <laughs> But but it just kind of reminds me of that. But it was it's been a good thing this week releasing the podcast. It was a good feeling for it to finally be out, and you know, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, and you know, I'm gonna interject and maybe add to my good. It's just the whole support overall. Like to me, it was just awesome. Like totally unexpected because i'm never the one to really post or anything like that but to just see the love out there and the support i'm like wow the, you know it's really fun I'll, i i've received messages and stuff you know about persons you know being proud of me and congratulating me and everything so guys i think that was just a good part of my week your love and support yeah. So thank you. Was there anything not so good about your week? Mm, not so good. I felt lethargic all week. So I would say that's probably not so good because I just felt like I was dragging she myself. She got the corona, y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just felt like I was dragging myself um, into work or into the day. I don't know. I just felt like really tired this week. Mm -hmm. But that's the only thing I can say um, was bad about my week. Yeah. If we're looking at it in that light, just that lethargic feeling this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, my bad is probably, again, along the same lines <laughs> because they've been working us to the bone at Amazon. I'm pretty much close to nine-hour days every day and you know nine hours isn't so bad on on any other job but like being up and out jumping in and out of this big old van upwards of 120 times a day at least this week I had like 150 stops a couple times or close to it a couple times and that's I start work like not right straight in the morning. So that's a lot of stops to finish 
for an afternoon an afternoon shift. I mean, I guess it's a normal amount, but it also depends on your your kind of stops that you're getting, whether they're like rural. So you got like five or 10 minutes between each stop and that's going to take you longer. I think how Amazon does it, you should be able to do 25 stops in an hour, but that's not always possible. Because like if I did have 150 stops, that's only six hours, which is cool if they're normal stops, but most of mine weren't. Um, I was in some rural areas. And then if you got to do apartments with those 150 stops, there's only so many times you can swiftly run up and down three flights of stairs. (laughs) (laughs) yeah in a day so um i'm grateful for the work but that has been a not so great part of the week just being tired all week but again on the plus side with work this week i got some new shirts because my arms are like four shades darker than the rest of my body (laughs) so i got some shirts to try to stave that off and they're supposed to have uv blocking properties in them but we'll see how it all works out if i if i'm closer to my normal color in any amount of time anyway black people problems (laughs) (laughs) so sam what was god about your week how did you see god working in your life this week well i could say every day i see god um in my day, especially, you know, really overcoming the lethargic feeling. For me, I always say thank you, Lord, for the strength because, you know, going into work, you have to like kind of shake those feelings off and be like happy go lucky around these elderly folks because, you know, they, especially knowing this time when they're not seeing their families and you're not, not getting to interact with them, you are legitly their um, point of contact with their family. So um, I always say thank you, Lord, for your strength. At the end of the day, you know, when I'm really just like really finish and all my goals for the day were accomplished um for work and stuff so like I see God in that um during and I see God even through the love and support that you guys have given us so <laughs> yeah I know I've I've probably talked about that um too much since we started the podcast no but it's just we're grateful for you we're really grateful for you so and your downloads and your support yeah so i think i've seen god in a big way through that it it will it will be like he's like cementing in our hearts that it's okay guys i got you we can do this you know because i'm telling you i came came in even doing this all the time with a lot of fear because all of what? this is outside of my comfort zone doing this podcast talking and posting and sharing it's literally outside you, you know, know what you hadn't posted in like a year <laughs> <laughs> you know i i really didn't see this in my 2020 vision at all <laughs> but um so i always say god remains faithful and you know during this week he has just remained um faithful to me so i'm just grateful you know I really am. Mm -hmm. So for me, 
I would say I saw God in him giving me the strength. I mean, again, it's similar to yours, giving me the strength every day to get up and go because Lord knows my body is is screaming at me to stop and to slow down. And my legs are are so tired of me trying to move them when they don't want to move. And just yesterday, you know, the night before, uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. And yesterday, I don't know how, but I woke up and I felt like fine. I didn't feel overly tired or anything. And I was ready to get the day going and I finished my shift in a relatively decent amount of time yesterday so I thank God for that for just giving me strength and energy to keep going and yeah that's that's it yeah because honestly we know that so many persons are um out of a job and stuff like that and our heart really goes out for you but you know us as essential workers that we're still out there working we didn't get that privilege to rest and what we found is that our workload has tripled increased yeah, yeah it definitely. wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't that things remained the same the workload has tripled and it's like every day going into work there was just always uncertainties. You, I, um, we didn't know what changes are going to take place today. We didn't know what we're going to have to adjust to. Yeah, our workload has just tripled, you know. So I, I feel like it's just catching up. It probably caught up on us this week, you know, that we have transitioned <laughs> into all those changes. And we didn't get, you know, time to... Like, it's, it hit us like a ton of bricks, but we didn't get time to, like, adjust to it. Yeah. So, I think, you know, it just caught up on us this week. So, we probably, you know, just fell out of it. Yeah, but. I mean, they're trying to call me into work tomorrow. <laughs> like, I get two days off Friday and Saturday. Right, that, so. ain't, that ain't finna happen. I'm cool with working 40 yeah. hours a week. I don't I don't necessarily want 50. <laughs> right. Especially <laughs> this time when it's 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 a lot. You know, work has really tripled. Yeah, I can't even say doubled. It it has tripled. So yeah. But we're just we're really grateful for God's faithfulness and his strength to have gotten us through another work week and he still remains faithful and will forever sing that song of God's faithfulness, you know? Yeah. So as we as we were talking about how our week was, um, we we wanted to highlight um in this podcast um transition and uh, i don't know <laughs> so as we were talking about how our weeks have been and how our lives at work are changing and changing swiftly we'd like to highlight in this episode transitions and how to work through those transitions in a, in a way that's beneficial to you and the people around you and how to cope with certain aspects of transition and just how to lean on God during them as well and to even help other people in your transition. So we're going to kick it off with Sam and her story of transition. <laughs> oh 
my story so of you, transition. You, you've had a couple transitions, haven't you? I mean, if you, if, you, if you really think about it, um, guys, we all go through transition like all the time. But I mean, like you had a couple major ones, though, <laughs> not just the little everyday stuff. Major, but, you know, we all go through transition, you know, change from one state to the next. And like for me, in my case, changing from one country <laughs> to a whole different country. And um, I would say that is, I would say that that's probably one of the biggest transition I ever had to make. Um, and to me, that transition, it, it came, I think it came at the right time. But it didn't, it felt like it, it felt like a long time. <laughs> It yeah. felt like it took it took forever to come, you know. Mm-hmm. It I felt like it didn't come in the time when I wanted it to. But it's like it came at the time when I was least thinking about it or fixating about it or probably being obsessed about it. And I can now say it came at the right time. You know, sitting right here I can really now say so it tell came us at the right time. Your story from the beginning and and tell us what led up to that moment of you not expecting it to come, but it came anyway, and it came in a way that you weren't from the beginning. Looking for it. <laughs> yeah, All right, what was the let, process? Let's, let's talk about the beginning. Let's talk about the fact that at um, around age eight or nine, my mom transitioned or she came to the United States for um, school and stuff, and I think that probably marked one of the biggest um, transition of my life because then I had to adjust without my mother, without her being there, without her combing my hair, without her doing stuff for me. So now I had to start doing things for myself. Be- you know, my grandparents were there, but, you know, I had to really step up um, the game with doing stuff. And during those times, I learned how to cook. Not my favorite thing to do. Um, but I learned how to do that, you know, during that time and, you know, fast forwarding, um, fast forwarding to not seeing her for like 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward to not seeing her like, you know, 15 for fif- years. 15 years. That's, oh, wow. that's, that's a long time. You know, all the graduations were missed and. Um, I knew she had to do what she had to do for me because she pretty much was um, supporting. Yeah, she was, you know, she was the one there. Like, I didn't have a father that was there for me. Um, I know of him, but he wasn't there for me. So she was the one doing all that, making sure I had, you know, enough for school, enough for, you know, clothes, food, you know, all those stuff. She was the one doing all of that. So in those times, I understood that she just had to do what she had to do, you know. But at the same time, still wishing and even seeing the shooting stars, wishing, you know, when can I see my mom or wishing that I'll see her. I don't know if you all used to wish upon the shooting star, but I did. <laughs> and I think it all stemmed from a movie that um, my cousin and I used to watch on Disney. So I started wishing upon a star <laughs> when I see them. And let's fast track to me trying to get to come to the United States. I tried um, when I finished. When I finished high school at. 
when I finished high school around 2009. Yes, 2009. 2009? Aren't yes. we the same age? Didn't we graduate the same year? Yes, it's 2009. But I graduated in 2011. No. Wait, what do y'all... No, y'all call something else. Right, so... Okay, yes. y'all call something else high school, okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, for us in Jamaica, um, fifth form, that's where we graduate from. That's wh- That's when we... Wait, wait, explain it. Because I still don't get it. Okay, so... What are your grade levels? We have... And, like, what age are you doing those grade, grade levels? We have grade 7 to 11, right? 11th grade, that's when we graduate from high school. And then we... And how old are you when you graduate from high school? I was 17 when I graduated from high school. What we call fifth form or 11th grade. So what's after that? And then after that, you do have the option of um, going straight into college or university. But for many of us, we do what is called sixth form, and that is 12th and 13th grade. And <laughs> There's a 13th grade? Yeah, so <laughs> that's where we do, we do these exams called CAPE, which it's a Caribbean, it's a Caribbean examination. So we do those. So say for instance, we do four, we do four subjects. Say we do bio, physics, um, economics, or accounts. Say we do those four subjects. We do we do one unit. For the first year, which is 12th grade, and then we do the other unit, which um, is unit two for 13th grade. So, yeah, that's, I don't know how better to explain <laughs> that aspect for us, but it's kind of like so pre-university. Grades. Yeah, so it's like kind of like. So, like, 13 are pre-university? It's like pre-university. Like, so, it's like. It's like two years of community college here. Yes, okay. that's yeah. It's something like that because, um, depending okay. on how many units you 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 did, um, you were able to qualify to get um an associate degree, right? But the these are some of the, these are like the stages and stuff that we have to go through before entering into university because the universities that we have back home, a lot of them require the the courses that we do in this in the sixth form stage while some they'll accept us with what we have already done in the fifth form mm-hmm. um, all right grade. so after 11th grade you tried to come yes i tried and i tried on a student visa and i got denied for that i'm like what are you all denying me of i just want to come visit you all i just want to say go to school and i did get through for a school um I think it was in New York. I did get through to a school there and they they worked with me right throughout the process. We did mock interviews, everything like they were like so, you know, mm-hmm. so good. So what happened? They denied me. The Oh, the the immigration people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> the immigration persons um okay. they're like denied, you know. Normally green means go. When I got that green paper, it meant no. <laughs> <laughs> No, stop. <laughs> nope, this is where we end. So I was crushed about that. I bawled, I bawled, and I bawled some more. <laughs> and um, 
And I think I tried another time after I finished university and I tried for visiting visa this time and it was still another green paper. No, go. Do not. No, that's it. Stop. So, you know what? I'm like, whatever. Forget about it. <laughs> it don't matter. Anyways, mm-hmm. you know, but I still, I, it's just that, and I was saying to God, I said, God, I'm not asking to come to the United States to live. That's not what I'm asking you for. And I'm like, even if you give me a visa, it's not like I'm I'm not going to run off. I'm going to come back home. So I'm like, why is it that you're withholding something like this from me? I want to see my mother. I want to see my family. I don't only want to see them when they come to Jamaica, you know. I want it to be a part of things when they're having parties. I'm, I can't get the option to go or not go, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like... And then I used to say, what is it about me? What have I done so wrong that I I keep getting denied of this um, opportunity, you know? And so throughout, well, through that beginning process or whatever, you felt like I was being denied. Something was being withheld from you. Yes, yes. I felt um, like I felt like I was being denied and I felt like, yes. Something was being withheld from me. That's how I felt. And that's how I talked to God about it. It was a net. <laughs> it was coming. What if it went in my mouth while I'm talking? You're not going to die. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to die if you inhale a net. Gosh. <laughs> Guys, it's not so. It, it's lovely to be outside, but with all the bugs and stuff. How come they only bothering you? Ain't nothing flew past my face. Uh, they're used to her. Remember, she lives in Florida. You know, like mosquitoes in Jamaica, how we know when we go to certain places, mosquitoes don't bother us because they're used to you. They're used to her, okay? <laughs> anyway, right. so after the second time you got denied, what was that like for you? Besides feeling like something had been withheld from you, um, did you feel like it would ever happen? Or no. you just felt like it was you were just going to stay on the island forever? And Yeah, I felt like I was probably just going to stay. And then what I started looking into was maybe traveling within um, within the Caribbean because I know with our passports, we're able to travel different countries without um, a visa. So I started Googling that and seeing, which, mm-hmm. you know, what countries I... And I said, you know, maybe I should just try these routes and see if it helped. But hey... I didn't have the money to do those luxury, <laughs> to, to have that form of luxury. So I'm like, okay. So I just live vicariously through whoever will talk about their experiences to different countries that they they gone to. And, you know, I'll watch different YouTube videos. or I'll, And and then I always watch Hallmark movies. I think that's why I probably like Hallmarks, because they shoot their movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, to Hallmark movies. Yes. No, because they do shoot their movies in a lot of different places, and and I just enjoy seeing the different, you know, culture that they they probably interact with. I don't know. I just love Hallmark, but I used to live through them, like you know, pretend as if I was there too. But anyway, let's scratch that. <laughs> Let me come out of my bubble. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, as I said, I really felt denied and felt like something was, you know, being withheld from me. And I remember even a year when pretty much all the persons I lived with, they got their visa and they went away for the summer for that year. 
Mm-hmm. And so you were the only one left in the house. I was the only one <laughs> left in the house. I didn't stay at the house. Um, I stayed somewhere else, but I still went back and forth. But pre- say all of them left. They were gone for the summer, and and even though yes, I was happy for them. Like granted, I wasn't like unhappy or being you know sour about. But I was so worried that I'm not a part of that, that I'm not, you know, yeah. there with them or there that I didn't have that chance of um, being in the United States. And honestly, most times when I thought about coming to the United States, it was never about like money or coming to work. It wasn't it was just that I wanted to be around my family. That was always the thing mm-hmm. in my head to see my mother, to see my family whenever, you know, I would like maybe not whenever I would like to. But, you know, on occasions that it's not only when they're in Jamaica, I'm able to see them. You know, I stopped going to the airport after a while, you know, stopped saying goodbye to them at the airport. And say, you're not coming tonight. I said, no. I stopped doing that after a while because it was just, it, it broke my heart every time, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, fast forward, to, I said, okay, this is it. I'm done thinking about it. Let me see how I can make my life in Jamaica, how I can you know, really set up myself in Jamaica. And I I remember one day when my cousin when my cousin in law he came to me asking me to do something. But he he he's a road manager, like he helps um reggae artists and stuff. And and you know and I remember when he came and brought the the artist's passports and and asked me to do, you know, scan some stuff for him and and I took it. The artist had two passports, mind you. One wasn't even expired yet and all the pages were stamped out <laughs> back and front. And the other the second one that he that he has, that was close to being finished. So I skimmed through it after I finished scanning and doing all I had to do for him. I held those passwords on for maybe a next five or ten minutes and I prayed. I'm like, Lord, this is how I want to be a world-class traveler. And I was just excited in that moment, just thinking about me traveling to different areas. And when I was looking, even names I can't even pronounce the countries of, you know, they were just stamped all over his book. And I said, Lord, this is how I want to be a world-class traveler. And I think, I think maybe in that moment, I don't know if it was faith, if that brought faith or ignited faith um, in me. But it's like I started believing that, yes, it is going to happen. And the funny thing, the time when I did that passport, when I when I held on to that passport and did that prayer and or said that prayer, I was out of a job. <laughs> so that was another transition for me, you know, um... I was out of a job. I was fired from my job and um and and being fired from the job that was something new to me cuz that was my longest work history. Um I didn't tell anybody that I got fired because to me I felt somewhat ashamed that I got fired, mm-hmm. you know? 
And I didn't say to anyone that I got fired. They just saw that I wasn't going to work and they asked. And I said, yes. So that's when it was like after two weeks. But they didn't ask in like all seriousness. They were just joking around. But when I answered, that's when they realized that really she got fired. And um, yeah, so that was another transition that I had to go through um, looking for work. And let me pause there as I talk about being fired from work. There, There's really beauty in not burning your bridges. Because even though I was fired from my job, I remember I didn't, I didn't argue with my boss. We didn't have, you know, it wasn't like a big. So was it really firing or it was like laid off? No, it was fired. It was terminated isn't terminated but i mean like is it something you did directly that caused it or yeah in her side yes oh yes. okay yes so i i was given a two weeks notice and i didn't argue about it and i didn't you know i didn't show no signs of being like upset with her or anything like that and because mind you this the boss that I had, I she's awesome sauce, and that's what and those and those are her words. So she always say awesome sauce, and um, she was like my mentor, cause you know, I'm her like her biggest fan. Like she was like um, or she still is, you know, one of my biggest supporters and fa- not fans, but, you know, one of my biggest cheerleaders and stuff like that. And is now looking at it. I'm grateful that I didn't leave that transition in a messy state or in a messy way because Why? It, because now we are where we still have a good relationship. You know, she still give good advice and sound advice and wisdom and stuff like that. And. It's just that I'm grateful because there's this beauty in leaving one state in a good mannerism versus ugly. I don't know which other word to use. Mm -hmm. So I thought that it was good, even though coming out of that, you know, it was we still didn't know how to talk to each other after Mm -hmm. the whole um episode of being fired like i think we had to rebuild or regain some level of trust with each other outside of work if that makes sense yeah right so so then fast forward to your you coming like the process of you coming here when it finally happened like what was happening the days leading up to that you didn't know obviously (laughs) <laughs> no that you were gonna get him, but. I, I, I know I know the paperwork were there but it, it's been there for years and we waiting for a response from immigration but that's when I said I stopped thinking about it I stopped thinking mm-hmm. about it ever happening so like the papers always stay on file oh okay and if they need additional um, so even if they deny it you don't have to reapply again no, that's not, that's not, okay. So your papers are gone to, gone through to the immigration. So a lot of times persons work through lawyers. So lawyers help you in, 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 in 
Or case my mother and I case she a lot she went through a lawyer, so a lawyer helped her with, you know, her case. So I really don't know the intricacies of that process. Mm-hmm. I just know that it was being done. Okay. So, so I I really <laughs> don't know all the hard work that she put in to mm-hmm. to get it done, like all the paperwork that she had to submit. Yeah. You know, maybe one day I could br- we could bring her on and she could talk yeah. about it. Um and maybe you guys could get some tips and ideas on how to help you with that aspect of it. So where were you at when you learned that? I w- yes, I was currently um when when I got the news that hey when I got the news that we got a date for an interview by the um by the embassy in Jamaica, the U.S. embassy in Jamaica, I I was working as a teacher at a private um school, and I had I had recently started that job. I started that job around June, of and what? when we what of two thousand and eighteen, mm-hmm. yes. Um, June and when 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 mommy called and told me it was August what did she tell you let's say August or September no I think it was August that we have an interview date and she was coming (laughs) so what was that like you hear that you're gonna see your mother after 15 years (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, is this for real? Like, I, I'm like, I must be dreaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I pinched myself a few times, literally, <laughs> and I didn't say anything about it because it's like you know when you don't want to say because you know in Jamaica we say we don't want drinks it or jinx it. Oh, okay, yeah. jinx it. Yeah, yeah we, we say that. Okay, we say we don't want jinx it or you know we don't want to put it out there because something bad might happen if we put it out there. So I I think I didn't even breathe a word to anybody about um, this thing coming through until, you know, it was close to her coming. And she came, we picked her up at the airport. I got all dolled up, put on dress and, and everything. And I was excited and nervous. I didn't know how I was going to react, but um, when she hugged me, she's like, don't cry. <laughs> and I said, okay. <laughs> Why? Why you can't cry? Because <laughs> like she was saying, if you cry, I'm going to cry. Uh-oh. So like, mm-hmm. don't cry. And I'm like, okay. So I held back the tears and stuff. And we went home. It was a Sunday evening, I think. It was a Sunday evening because usually we have nice Sunday dinner and everything. You know, on Sundays we cook our rice and peas and fried chicken or whatever um, else meat that you want to put with it. But I remember it was a nice Sunday evening. So I was happy. Um, yeah, I was happy. So, you know, we got over that nervous state and, you know, we were talking mm-hmm. and everything and. It was it was a good feeling and um and everything. So we did our medical because we had to do medical two weeks before the before the interview. What like a like a, a, a thorough medical a thorough medical assessment. Mm-hmm. So blood work, urinal sample, chest X rays, 
you know all all those stuff we we had to do that um so we went through that i guess the results were good we we went to the interview i was a nervous wreck <laughs> going into the interview and everything as i mentioned earlier i applied for the student visa applied for the visiting visa you also have work um working visa and this one the process that we went through was the residential um visa that way you're you're pretty much treated as a citizen when you get that um when you get that visa and different family members can apply for you so maybe your sister apply for you maybe your brother um sister yeah, sister, yeah, sister to sister, brother to brother, what, whatever the case is, or even through your mother or through your sons, daughters. But even though majority of persons get through for the residential visa, there there's still that level of uncertainty that you might not get through just as you go in for a visiting visa. Even if your paperwork is impeccable, you get what I'm saying? It's It's never a surety, so... We believed that we were getting through, but at the same time, I, I was nervous. I was really nervous. So um, we went up. He, The counselor, he asked me like three questions or two. He asked me my age, if, this, if, if my mother is my mother, and if I'm married. So that's three questions. And it was as if I wasn't even there after those three questions. Every other questions were directed to my mother. And I remembered, you know, he was pleasant at first and everything until he get until he gets to the question. So you've been away from your daughter for 15 years? It's like the man mood went from, I don't know, like it went from happy to upset. Like, how could you leave your daughter for 15 years? And I saw my mother breathe in. And breathe out and answer the man with part, with such grace and such. I don't even know. You know, like when somebody give you a beauty, when you enter a beauty pageant and you get a question to answer mm -hmm. and then you pause and then answer. I'm like, I thought it was the end after that question. Because how his mood just shifted. I'm like, oh my gosh. But she answered it so well and everything which she answered with the truth and all of that. And even after that, the man st still didn't even say to us, okay, you got through or you didn't get through. So how did you find out? Well, we gave him our passports. But with others, you heard them telling them that they got through, even with them handing over their passport, because they have to hand over the passport for them to put in the visa page and everything. He didn't say, and I think we had one more paper to submit, and um, we had to we had to submit that. So we submitted that, and we wait. I think we waited about two, three weeks before we heard that we actually got through, which usually doesn't take that long to get. But then I remember some holidays fell within that time, and. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know. It was still so, even though after we finished the interview, it was just still, still, you know, uncertain that we were going to get it. But we got it. And mm -hmm. here I am in the United States. Mm -hmm. What's that been like for you? And um, being here from being here, Jamaica. Being here, I wouldn't say 
it was a hard transition for me. I wouldn't say that, but it did come with um, its level of challenges. I didn't have any like strong ties in Jamaica to say that I was maybe letting go of church. That was probably one of the hardest things um, for me and, you know, leaving some of my friends behind with my family. I know that I would still get the opportunity to see them because they were able to travel. So I didn't have such um, strong ties to say, you know, I'm leaving something behind or it was hard to leave um, things behind. So I came, um, live, I live with my grandparents because they were already here they you know they already have a home staying at and everything so I, I I stay so I came to Florida we landed in Florida and everything so that's where we are still um I visited New York a couple times yeah we just visit that's New not York for you yeah but <laughs> New York <laughs> which they which which my cousins they they have they have always said to me Sam I know you'd rather um um, Florida versus New York because they say always based on my personality I'm always like the kind of country girl the kind of country girl and stuff so they always say I would prefer being you know in so Florida. then what made what has made this transition in living bearable for you bearable mm-hmm because, I mean, change is change. It's, yeah, it's change kind of is change. Because um, when, when I came to Florida, I had no money, no license, no car, which I never had car back home in Jamaica. But, you know, in Florida, it's... You need one. <laughs> you need one to be yeah. here in Florida. Um, and as did I say no job? No so job. What made so it bearable I was, for you then? So I was in the job seeking process and I think, you know, having the support from my mother and my grandparents and, you know, my aunts and those around me, it made it bearable. And for me I I I I had spent a lot of time, you know, in my devotion and stuff. So there there was just always constant reminder through the word of God that you know he's faithful um you know do not worry be don't be anxious about what's to come or you know what's not there and then my favorite scripture which um is found in romans 8 verse 28 that all things work together for good to them that love the lord and are, and are called according to his purpose i've held on to that scripture for years now and i think having that scripture always coming coming back to my remembrance i think that helped me you know that reminded me or helped the whole transition to be bearable because that scripture came through another transition that i had to go through in my life you know so i've always just held on to that like it, how it speaks to me is that not everything is going to be good but you know all things do work together for good and that's what i've always held on to you know so so what did you learn then throughout the whole process? What I've learned throughout the whole process of transition is really what you do during those waiting times when you have to wait for to see the manifestation of what you're believing come to pass. Um, so what did you do during that time? 
I realized that I was grateful a whole lot. Like I spent more time seeing seeing the things um, in my life that I can be grateful for than longing so much for the things that I wanted. You know, so I started doing that. I started writing out my gratitude. Mm -hmm. So Um, you like stop focusing on yourself right i i stopped doing that for sure you know stop focusing on me and really just focus on on god's faithfulness and and my thing is is just that each time i get to a challenge or i get to a juncture there's always just that reminder that he had done um those other things for me in the past so what would make it different this time that he won't do it what would make it different that he won't come through for me what would make it different that he won't provide or you know he won't comfort you know all those things because he did those things even before i was in the united states he was the one keeping me back in Jamaica. he was the one strengthening me when i felt dumb he was the one you know just always providing for me when I didn't have enough, when as a son, when my back just felt um, against the wall, you know, he was the one that was there. And I think, and then, you know, his promises, because there are persons that spoke over my life. Um, so w- what's, what's um, a promise that you always kept with you? Then I know Romans eight twenty eight, <laughs> but... Are there any more? There there are many more promises. <laughs> what I mean, like, specifically for you in this situation, like, what did you always hear in your head, in your devotions, in, in your prayers, when you read the Bible? Or just Romans 8.28? Romans A twenty eight that 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 has always been and I mean there are definitely many more promises that I would really have to like skim through my book to to tell you because I write them out every day you know even like today when I was doing my devotion and I was just thinking about the love of God and it says same in Romans eight I mean, Romans 8 is filled with so many. When I was looking through it today, I'm like, it's filled with so many um, promises of God just right in that one, you know? And and then the last part, um, in Romans 8, verse 38 and 39, when he says, um, what, what shall separate us from the love of God? Shall, shall high depth, it shall anything any creature be able to separate us from the love of god no and that was a that was a beautiful promise to me this morning just reminding me of god's overwhelming love you know reminding me that god he still fights for me he still he's still chasing me down still looking out for me you know so you kept kind of that whole chapter then in your <laughs> mind during that time, or at least those Yes, Three verses or so. Yes. But as I tell you, there there were so many reminders. And and I can think about there are a lot of times when I think about Abraham and Sarah's story mm-hmm. and how long Abraham waited for the promise of God, even though God told him yeah. um what the promise is. He waited so long and him hoping against him his circumstance. It, right. His circumstance, like him having faith, knowing that he himself, he was comp- he wasn't competent. Sarah was old, and 
and and I think God asks, um, Sarah, is my hand waxed short that I can't perform in your life? But we're we're talking about you know God's promise that to Abraham that he would make him the father of many nations, and that took a long time to happen to come yeah. true. Yeah, and you know, and and there t- even like Abraham where he tried to make it happen. I would say me trying for the student yeah. and the visiting it's visa. Like I I tried to make mm-hmm. it happen before yeah. its time because <laughs> he tried to go and have the baby with. With with some uh, with another woman, right? We'll, we'll talk more about that, <laughs> right? You know, so he he tried to make the promise come yeah. because he felt like he it was tried taking to force, to force God's hand, really, right? And and I would say in the case of me running to get the student visa, running to mm-hmm. get the visiting visa, I didn't necessarily consult God on the matter. Yeah. You know, I was just too excited about getting it, and the moment I decided to just rest. The mm-hmm. moment I decided, yes, to act in faith, but act in faith where I am at the time. You know, as it says, bloom where you're planted, where I just decide to just bloom where I am. Would you say that your transition affected other people? I mean, obviously, your immediate family, you're here living with them. But was there anyone else? No, I... Yes, now now that I've thought about it, because I was living with um, we call him Papa. <laughs> hey, Papa. <laughs> um, it's kind of like Margaret. He's he's my cousin grandfather. I was staying with him at the time, you know, helping help him around with stuff and everything. And I realized that me going, that support is gone from him, you know. And then even the 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 teaching job that I left. I I basically left in the middle of the semester, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, so the, the kids, so the kids, yeah. so that 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 part was one of the part that it was kind of hard to let go because, um, I was, you know, I got attached to them. Yeah, you know, because I had some of them from before this, from the before the school semester um started so i was already um attached to them so i'm like i don't know who was gonna be their new teacher i'm like okay i need to probably leave more work i need to probably talk to the teacher who's gonna come in and you know all of those stuff so i would say for those two areas i would say my transitioning affected um those those two set of persons yeah so what would be your advice to someone else who's either making the same transition that you are from different country or either just a transition in general? What was what are some tips that you might have and like the main thing that you've learned throughout this whole process? All right, from one with transitioning. I believe the hardest thing to do is wait. <clears throat> that's one as that's mm-hmm. th- that for me I found is the hardest thing to do is just wait. And many times we ask, so how do we wait? You know, how how do we really wait? I'm not saying wait and be lazy. 
you know sometimes we pray yeah. oh god send me a job but then you you don't, you don't send fill out, out no, no application. application yeah no <laughs> you you still fill out you you still act by faith believing that god will work upon one of these applications or he will put you in the right place at the right time you know not just you know just sit and wait for mm-hmm. the job to no and yeah unless you like distinctly hear that from god like but in general you're gonna have to do your part Part. as well and so as i said is that that waiting i don't want to call it game but that waiting period i believe is the hardest part when it comes to transitioning Mm -hmm. and um Yes, with even getting the blessing or moving over into that um, state that you you have been waiting on, the challenges the challenges that do come up, you still gotta be, you still gotta remember God's faithfulness because those challenges can still overwhelm you even when you're walking in that promise. So remembering like past things that right, remembering that have what? been fulfilled and the promises that you've already already received right because you know in isaiah it did say um it says don't consider the former things of old yes not looking that god is going to work in the same exact way but still remembering he's going he's going to because Mm -hmm. you're reminded that he did those things yeah you know and um still what made it bear you asked me that what made it bearable uh i just well i did before but they this this these questions um if you had any tips for someone going through transition and then what was the main thing that you learned from the whole process right and as i said that waiting it can be hard but still be steadfast in your prayer still be steadfast and fast in reading God's words because I'm telling you that's his words are one of the main things that really get me through and even I always say God minister to God minister to me through songs um so there are mornings I will wake up with a particular song or a line in mind and I there are times when I don't know I have never heard that phrase you don't know the song I don't know the song Mm -hmm. and I'll type it on YouTube and it's and it's a it's a real song and then the words and sometimes listening to the song that will prompt me to a scripture and that will prompt me to you know hearing or seeing what god is telling me within that time and still still operating in faith still going out there because i remember when i was looking for a job i sent out like so many applications and you know there's so many here in jamaica yeah in jamaica i sent out so many applications and guys would you believe that the job that I have now, I literally just got up, showered, and went walking. Cause I wait the job that you have here now, right? That okay. I that I'm currently in. Yeah, I just showed, and I didn't want to, but I. It's like the Lord said to me, "Get up and go walk. Go see if there are any places out there on the <laughs> on the street that you can mm-hmm. get get something." So you just walked in, and and I and I didn't want to go, Destiny. I tell you the <laughs> truth, like it was close to four o'clock, and I'm, you know, those days when you just feel lazy, like you're not ready to shower, yeah. you're not ready to do anything, and he says, and I'm like, it's too late. No, it plays probably closed by now, <laughs> even if there's any. He's like, no, nope, get up, and I'm like, okay. So I got up, and I remember it was minutes after four 
And I walked up to the receptionist and I said, do you guys have any vacancies or even, or even looking for um, voluntary workers? And she's like, yeah, we have, we have, um, we have vacancies. So she said, I have to sign up the form there. So I signed it up there. And, and I think, did I walk with? No, I didn't walk with my green card or those things. So I, I came back over to the house, got them, and went back and finished the application and stuff. And the next day, I got called, did the interview, and my boss was like, mm, I ain't going to let you go. Mm-hmm. And she's been promoted twice <laughs> since she's been there. Yeah. He was like, I ain't going to let you go without yeah. telling you that um, you are hired. And he hired me right on the spot. And mm-hmm. I guess... I want to say it's history. So like after that. So like waiting in the waiting, you remember what God has already done, and still, act and you by do faith. the work, and you listen to what, what you say. Yeah, be obedient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obedient, as it says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Yeah, it's really, it's really, um, it's really important to be obedient, and. You know, so many times I think about, you know, entrepreneurs and what they have to go through, like mm. the many transitions they have to face <laughs> with their business. Yeah. I'm like, so a lot, I have much respect for persons who are entrepreneurs out there with Ooh, a small Especially be- now, too, in, right. this tra- in this corona season I, that we're having right now. My hat's off yeah. to them. And because I'm like, I don't know how you guys put in all these work, remain faithful, even when you don't see the fruit yet. Yeah. You know, they're still yeah. planting seeds. Well, like, like uh, we were, we had a Bible study with some other people last week and, you know, we were talking and we're going to find what we're looking for, I guess, like, or we're going to get what we expect to get out of a situation so if you're not expecting anything to happen in a situation in general nothing's gonna happen so like the mindset that you take into the waiting into into even if you're um putting in the work so to speak if your mindset isn't right going into it then you're not going to get anything out of that because it says as a man thinketh so is he and that's one and and that's one of the things i had to change about my about my thinking too i had to start um thinking more positive and you asked about Mm -hmm. any more of the promises one of the promises were um think of things that are lovely just honest things that are of good report and that's thinking positivity even when even when i didn't see it i didn't see it happening i i didn't see how or when or yeah. where or you know how it was gonna even happen and i'm getting like terry i thinking about god's faithfulness because i'm mm-hmm. telling you he he has proven to me time and time again how faithful he is and one of the things so that would, but sorry but would you say that you learned how to trust god during yeah, this process definitely definitely and and i'm telling you um the other transitions that you go through, it prepares you for the other transitions that you have to go through. Because I would say um, one of the transition in my life, you know, that breakup that I went through, I, I, felt, I felt like during that time, that's when, that's when I really knew 
how to like depend and trust in God and believe, like literally believe that he is my father and he he sees the best for me and he wants the best for me and, and stuff like that. That's when I knew him mm-hmm. as so a friend. So your transition to being single. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I can tell you that. That's another episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other episode. But, you know... It's just, it's just remembering God's faithfulness. And as Destiny said, just having that positive mindset and having that spirit of expectancy. Yeah. You know? Because God already said that he was going to do do you good. So we have to expect good. It may not come in the time frame that we wanted. Like Sam was talking about um, being, you know, being denied multiple times. But it happened. It happened. and And it came at the right time. Because mm-hmm. it's the time to like the to song happen. says, you may not come, come when, when you, you want, want him, him, but he'll be there right, right on time. You know, so and it says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. Keep in tune with hearing God's word. Sometimes you don't even feel like reading it mm-hmm. because of how your situation or how the challenges may feel overwhelmed. Don't neglect listening. To the word of God. When I say maybe listen to a sermon, maybe listen to a podcast that can uplift you because yeah. you will get something out of that. Mm-hmm. God will speak I to mean, you. I mean, just listen th- to the Bible too. Like, yeah. Start with the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Anything, you know? Yeah. But because it says faith coming by hearing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's just... There's you know? something that happens when, you when we take in stuff. I think... When we do stuff and when we hear stuff, right. there's a different something that happens because what we hear, I mean, there's this quote um, to kind of give an illustration that says, um, the voice that you speak to your children in is the voice that they're going to hear in their head as when they grow up, like even if you're not there. So what we put in right the quality of what we're put in so like if if you are always yelling at your child or or you're used to hearing people yelling at you and putting you down and stuff then that's what's going to be in your mind in your head that you're used to hearing and believing and internalizing but if we keep that positive mindset that like Sam says then your faith will increase. Yeah, and if you put in good stuff, then your mindset will begin to change because that's all you're hearing. You know, if you're open to change, you know, yeah, some people don't want to change, but... <laughs> you know, and as I said, I said, um, I don't remember, I think I said it to you, Destiny, that, you know, sometimes when you're doing our devotions, we don't feel like doing it. Yeah, we you don't know, feel we don't like feel. It. And I remember saying to her, still plant the seed. Still. Because you don't know. You don't know. Because we're not always going to feel like doing something. But that doesn't mean the fruit will not come out of it. Right. So keep planting your seeds. Keep watering it. Yeah. And it says, these are a language that God understands. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trust me. (laughs) he does because i'm telling you mine has been as david said mine has been my meat day and night i remember when i used to cry i I still cry 
but maybe not a lot as I used to. But um, really speaking about this transition is really just to remind you that God remains faithful. He he does. And there are challenges that come up. There are challenges that came up with me trying to get get um get challenges came up with me trying to get through to a school you know because different country um degrees and stuff getting my thing translated and there are many persons that have gone through um the same processes that i had to go through but i had to learn those firsthand you know and everybody's experiences are are different and i had to do that you know get my driver's license get get a car drive so what's your final word to people who are right now experiencing transition my final words and it will always be and he, um travis green he put it in a song that all things are working for my good yeah all things are working for your good because god is intentional he is intentional about Mm -hmm. you whatever he desires for you is the best his ways they're always higher and his plans they're always good so always remember this that all things do Mm -hmm. work together for good everything won't be good but they all work together for good you know, to them that love the Lord and to them who are called according to his purpose and note that according to his purpose. Because some, we do get challenges that are hot, hotter or harder than some mm-hmm. because of the purpose that God has really laid. Um, your challenges are preparing you for, for your purpose. Right. So all things work together for good, guys. Yeah. yeah. So with that, we're going to end this episode and... We're going to have a part two of Transitions, (laughs) so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Sam, for telling us your story. And hopefully someone else who's going through something similar will be able to be encouraged and still have hope that they won't always feel stuck or downtrodden or like something good is being withheld from them. You know, um, you know God said, no good thing will I withhold from 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 them who walk uprightly and as we're closing this this just drop into my spirit when it says that um it won't always be like this what you're going through it won't always remain the same but god will perfect all that concerns you yeah yeah so thank you and come back next time to hear part two remember Remember to subscribe. Remember to download. (laughs) Thank you so much. And please reach out to us. We would really like to hear from you and your thoughts on the episodes, um, feedback on what we could do to improve what you want to hear from us. Because this is is a transition for us too. Yeah. (laughs) This is definitely a transition for us. Yeah, and it's um, not one that we necessarily wanted either. We just felt God telling us both at different times and then somehow it all we, just we came both together. confirmed you know yeah so this is a this is a transition for us so this is new territory and new waters for us so yeah like I um, told you I'm not used to talking I do not like talking a whole lot at all so bear with us and just give us feedbacks yeah. we we welcome any feedbacks and 
because we want to be better at it we want to do um so much better so if this week and you give us feedback on what we did this week will improve for next week you know and so don't hesitate to give us feedback and we're we are just so grateful for your support and your love oh my gosh thank you thank you thank you thank you and have a good one bye